young boy's father is turning into something monstrous. Today I'm talking about antlers. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about a recent horror release called Antlers. And I actually had uh, passes to see this one early, didn't get to redeem them, so I was excited to actually watch it. And I thought the end result was pretty good, but could have been a little bit better, and I wanted to explain why. So without further ado, let's get started. As much as enthusiasm for horror movies has grown, we haven't seen a surge in monster movies. Slashers, ghosts, and zombies, yes, but monsters, not so much. I can see why. Monsters require an extra bit of effort via design, makeup, and possibly effects. And you know as soon as you put a monster on screen, it will be compared to every other movie monster. So I was very intrigued to see today's film, Antlers, tackle a creature from indigenous folklore. The film takes place in a small town in Oregon, where Julia Meadows, played by Carrie Russell, believes something is off with one of her students, Aiden. Concerned that Aiden is an abuse victim, Meadows urges her brother, the local sheriff, to investigate. However, the investigation gets complicated and more horrifying when mutilated bodies appear around town. So Antlers is a difficult movie to talk about, because explaining what it does and doesn't do well requires some minor spoilers, including what the monster is and how it relates to the story. So if you don't want a full breakdown, I think this is a decent but flawed monster movie. For the longer version, let's start now. I think Antlers has all the pieces of a great horror movie. The monster is suitably horrifying, and all of our characters have the right amount of history and baggage to work within this story. And because it is a monster taken from indigenous folklore, I'm very happy that Graham Greene is here to tell our white protagonists all about it. Likewise, the monster design, attacks, and the aftermath capture the primal rage you'd expect from this creature. In case you couldn't guess, it's the Wendigo. But, and that's a big but, this movie stumbles when it comes to themes and how it handles the monster. Thematically, the movie sets up this struggle for Julia to save her student as a chance uh, save her student as a chance to tackle her traumatic past. We learn that Julia was badly abused by her father and left her brother behind. So saving Aiden means she gets to kill two birds with one stone, face down a monster like her father, since it's Aiden's father who's becoming a Wendigo, and save a little boy she couldn't before, Aiden. In a better movie, however, this would be a joint journey with Julia and her brother, since there's still a ton of tension between the two of them, and they could perhaps face this down together. Unfortunately, all of their scenes facing off against this beast are separate, and makes the finale feel less impactful than it should be. And now we have to get to the thorny issues of the beast in question. I'll admit up front that I'm not an expert in indigenous folklore, so I'm going off of the sources I found, and I'm open to anyone who knows this material better than I do to provide insight. That said, I don't think this movie understands the core concept behind the Wendigo. Antlers portrays the Wendigo as a kind of sickness that makes someone insatiable and the most dangerous and powerful when they consume human flesh, and that's partially right. Those are the kinds of things associated with Wendigos, but in terms of metaphors, it's off-base. Based on my understanding, Wendigos aren't a simple manifestation of human hunger, or as the movie portrays it, a combination of intertwined violence and addiction. 
They're manifestations of greed and gluttony. So you can see how it's close, but not quite. An addict can never get their fill and are infected in a way, but they're not inherently greedy, they're sick. And if that's the metaphor you're using, the eventual decision to put the affected people down is troubling. I think that there were better angles to take this, especially considering that we've got a small dying mining town that carved an existence out of the middle of, in the middle of nowhere. This is the trouble with bringing another culture's folklore to the Brink's big screen. There's a good chance that you're missing a crucial angle. The verdict is it's scary but lacks weight. Though the monster is scary and impressively made, Antlers is let down by its loose thematic approach. 5 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.